is what it is. Me up. It, it cracks is me up that we still have to use it. We will figure that out. Absolutely. You know what? We'll make it a priority. I, I, I could probably get it done in two minutes, but I just keep forgetting to ask. I know. Chrissy. So. It's okay. Anyway, welcome back, everybody. Queer you, Vice Podcast. Here we are. Can you believe we, we're actually on episode 14? It took us like five years to put this together. And then <laughs> like now we're like 14 Now we're cruising. Aside from the bout of norovirus that that blasted through my household last week, that um, was and terrible. kept us that was awful. Oh my god! And kept us from um, being able to record last week. Um, now that we're through it, we're through the other side. Feel like a new person. Feel like we all feel good. And apparently, uh, you know, you get immunity for like six months to that strain, whatever strain we had. So I feel. Like we're pretty protected in That's the good. Uh, That's in the good. current climate with all of the outbreaks being worse than ever. Apparently, but I feel good. But <laughs> did your wife have it? Oh my yes! I did not know she had. Oh it. my god! Oh yeah, she went down hard. She ended up getting it Saturday night, going into Sunday, mm. and we had tickets to to take the kids to um, Jurassic Quest in Rochester. So awesome. In the mor- in the morning, I felt so bad. I said, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> we were feeling great. And I said, if if, if we're going to go to some big, you know, kids event now where they're going to be riding dinos and shit, this is the time to go. We got the immunity. Let's go. Is she better now? So it was perfect. Yeah. It took her a couple of days um, to get over it. But, uh, you know, as was par for the course with all of us, it wasn't just like a. 24 hour thing it was a little bit a little bit more but we are she's she's good as new and uh so are all of us yeah that was special having two having both twins puking in the same toilet at the same time literally bumping heads was like heartbreaking (laughs) and and dina was and dina was out of town for for all three kids being sick so by the time she got home they were completely over it and then, like the day after, eh, two days after she got home, I got it on our anniversary. <laughs> That's fantastic. That was perfect. Perfect timing. I mean, really. I mean, your 11, 11 year anniversary, married. Mm-hmm. Um, you spent yeah. it with your head in the toilet. Awesome. Uh, pretty much, uh, for for lack of you know a better description. Yeah. Your head That's... not somewhere else. Your head wasn't the toilet. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Happy anniversary, huh? <laughs> I have to say, I gave, her, I gave her a gift. She and it was, uh, it's a cool thing. I'll have to post what it is. It's a cool thing that uh, it's like one of those. I saw um, it. Yeah, that po- it pops up all the time on on ads, right? Yeah, it's like, like the so glass. Um, it's song a picture, and it looks picture. like it's a. Yeah, it's it looks like you're playing something on Spotify. It looks like you're playing a song on Spotify. So you pick the song and then you pick the minute mark that you want it to show it's at. So anyway, our song, we you know, we didn't have a big wedding or anything like that, but our no. song has become Butterflies uh featuring Fletcher, of course. So it's by Max and Fletcher. I love that and, song. Oh my god, so beautiful. You used it at your wedding. I did use it at my wedding. Yes. It's not my wedding song, but it was no, used but you used as it. part yes. of my ceremony. Yes. Yes, it was beautiful. Perfect, perfect usage, by the way. But um so we did I did that on the plaque, the glass plaque thing, whatever, and she wanted to dance to it in the morning and I'm like, I feel like absolute shit. I don't know, like no, like this is not 
this is just not ideal. <laughs> so it wasn't mm-hmm. the best anniversary we've ever had by any means. Yeah, but it made you um, stronger. I'm sure. But we it made survived. You... We survived, and that's all we can ask for. I can say we've had many of uh, noroviruses in, in our house. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, and I, I knock on on wood. Um, mm-hmm. We seem to be we seem to be at the age where we're more aware of what we're doing, and yeah. you know, Ryan being eleven, he washes yeah. his hands more before he eats anything. Yep. He's highly aware. Um, yeah. And he was at, you know, but so luckily we're there, but, you know, the kid gets croup like it's his job. So, mm-hmm. it's always yes, something. parents, aware, be aware, your kids can oh get croup until they're adults. And then it's Tis laryngitis. the season for all of that, all of the above. Isn't that fantastic? Do you ever think Ugh. we'd be sitting here talking to each other on a microphone, looking no. at each not like. About vomiting children, definitely not. No, so never. thanks for sticking with us through that, everybody. But <laughs> we just had to recap why we were not, why we didn't have an episode last week. Yeah, we definitely. It was upsetting, but I said to Jen, I said, I, I just, I, I don't know how I can do this. I'm in a total fog. It was not okay. good. No, you, you're good. So here we are. We're here, and here we're we queer. Are. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Who says that? Where's that from? It was like an old saying, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. Remember? Yeah, no, who says like that? Like in the though? 90s or something. Yeah, that should be our our slogan. <laughs> we're here, we're queer. I think it's trademarked. I'm not sure we can make it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure we can make it totally ours, but we can Everything's try. trademarked by the Kardashians. I mean, come on. <laughs> by the Kardashians. <laughs> I they trademark their names. They trademark everything. I mean, at this point, fucking ridiculous. You just consider the whole world trademarked by Kim Kardashian. Yeah, that's upsetting. Anyways, so what are we talking about? Um, where do we leave off? You know what's come up um recently, uh, with Dina and I, and I feel like it it might have come up in someone else's conversation that she kind of brought it home, but um, we were talking about the love languages, and I yes. thought. That would be really cool for us to talk about because I think the love languages themselves have evolved over time since the original five. So I kind of want to start with the original five. I mean, you know what I mean? mean? And go through kind of what those. You mean the heterosexual five love languages? The heteronormative five love languages because I do think that they are relevant. And regardless, I think our community, if you were to, if you were to ask somebody, what's your love language, they're, they're always going to go back to those five. Do you know what I mean? It's like, they're kind of yeah. set in stone for, for a lot of us. Do you know what your love language is? Yes. You do. I do. Do you want, well, I mean, do you want to go through them? We can go through them one by one. I think I know what yours is, but yours may be different. From my perspective. Okay. Does that make sense? So so you, what you think I, so there's two different ways. Okay. So first of right. all, the love languages, there's, there's two different ways to look at them. The first way is to, to look at what you, how you prefer to receive love. Right. Right. And the second one is how you show that you love. Right. 
So there's two, it's kind of a two-sided thing. Some might say, well, however you perceive or however you want to receive it, you're probably also thinking other people want to receive love that, that same way. So that's how you're giving it too. But I think we do as humans, you know, uh, adjust our behavior uh, to those around us. So we say, okay, I prefer this, but I also respect and realize that my partner prefers this or my friend, because these are not just the love languages don't just refer to a romantic relationship, but they also refer to or can, you know, can refer to platonic relationships as well. In, in your, right. And I feel like if I were to say what I thought your love language is or any of my other friends, they would identify it. it they would probably say, yeah, you're right. Or you might say, yeah, you're right. But with my spouse, it's mm-hmm. different. And I also think okay, that I see what you're saying. yours may be different with, Dina than what the original five is because I'm finding with in my relationship with Chrissy I don't fit into those five like I feel like there's a there's got to be like a different version or maybe like a I don't want to say everything needs to be queer but like I just feel like the queer relationships are different I think they are, I think. And I think things identify differently within the relationship because you're not speaking of a heteronormative relationship. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I think me? that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes complete sense. I do, I think. And again, this concept has evolved, right, over time, along with um, the fact that we're starting to be recognized as an actual relationship, you know what I mean? Right. A queer relationship or um, same sex. So I think it is, um, there is a way to look at these love languages and say, okay, there's definitely room for improvement or mine doesn't really fall in any of those categories. You know what I mean? Some people right. might think. Um, but I think, you know, what, in trying to do some research and trying to be prepared for this conversation, um, I think we both discovered different sides of the coin. Right. You know, yeah. um, one of the things we both noticed was that they were like, oh, there's not five lo- love languages. Now there's seven. Right. And then there's even one um, book called, um, It's called, I wrote it down because I was like, whoa, that is too, I can't even... I can't even think about it at this point, but it's called um, Speaking from the Heart, 18 Languages for Modern Love. 18. So now there's wow. 18 languages. So and I'm like, I, into, I don't even have the time to get into that. I got to read that. I got to read that. But before yes. we get into that, so let's talk about what's your love language. My... I want to see if I'm right. <laughs> All right. On the count of three. No. We both have to say what you think it is. Otherwise, how do we know? How do we know if you're right? You could change it and say you were right. So with you, I think it could be two things. Okay. So do you want me to tell you the things that I don't think they are? Sure. Well, should we, do you want to start by going over what the love languages are? And then as sure. we get to them, you can we can cross them off for each other. Sure. And say whether we think 
that they're correct or not. So the first one, the first one is words of affirmation. Right. Okay. So that's um, verbal expressions of, of love and appreciation for the other person. And affection. Affect- it's an expression. Well, it's expression verbal. of affection. Yes, verbal, verbal. expressions. Yes, of yes, yes. So, Sorry. but keep in mind, this is both romantic and platonic. So, some friends may friends may appreciate this from friends as well. So, in a, in a, if you're the type of person who this is your love language, you are looking to hear "I love you," "I appreciate you." You're looking to hear "You look beautiful today." Um, right. You know what I mean? You're yeah. Like you're, you're so good at this or you're so good at this. Anything that's affirming, right? Any positive type of affirmation is what, is what you thrive on. As a friend too, you know, it's the same thing. It's those supportive words of encouragement. Like Jen, you're going to, you're going to kill it today at work. You're going to be awesome. Or this interview, dude, you got this, you know, things like that. It's, that's how. Right. No, I, I'm, I, yes. Right. Perfect. Like saying I love you. Um, you can say that to anybody that you love. Yeah, I'm proud of you. I respect yeah. you. You know what I mean? Any of those kinds of variations of just ways to show people that you or to tell people verbally that you care. Um, so my thing with this. That they're right? seen, you know. So this might give it away for me. But okay. my thing with this is. I need to know that person really means it, right? Okay. So, like, that doesn't do it for me. So that's out for okay. me. Okay. So, but, so already you're... I know for a fact that Chrissy's love language is words of affirmation, even though she will say it's not. <laughs> we all have a different perspective. Uh-huh. However, I think I know her. I know that words of affirmation are her. That's her jam. Yeah. Even though she will say it's not. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Just like, you want me to tell you what I think is yours or just want to go through? Sure. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Acts of service. Yes. A hundred percent is mine. (laughs) hundred percent. Well, that means I just know you a little bit. Yes. So, so let's, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, and you know what mine is. Gifts. Yeah. But I don't want to <laughs> receive gifts. No, you like showing your love for other people by giving gifts. Yes. Yes. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. It okay, all okay. makes sense. It all makes sense. Yeah. All right. But I think, um, you know, some of the key things to do, if you do realize that your partner is the type who, right, loves words of affirmation, it, you know, some good pointers are to start the day with with positive, encouraging words, right? To start the day like that. Yeah. Um, another another thing you can do, sometimes people aren't as comfortable like saying it out loud, like saying the words out loud kind of may feel like you were saying a little bit, eh, a little bit disingenuous. It may come across a different way. Sometimes writing a note. Right. Or sending a text. With those same affirming words, yep. um, are more meaningful because sometimes if you say it out loud, it sounds silly if you're not that type of person. No, you're right, and like you know. So now that we're on this topic, and 
in in on this actual um, you know what is it the words of affirmation part yeah of the love language so like I know when Chrissy was having like the radiothon at work because she does radio for she does the radiothon for St Jude um, okay cancer research yep I know that words of affirmation are her love language right mm-hmm. it's not mine so it's like hard to understand and I know that she doesn't. I wrote a little note and put it in her lunchbox. Yeah. Like, you are a superhero for doing all this. I know it's incredibly draining. Like, it is incredibly draining. But, like, those are things. And I think when we started talking about this, I feel like it doesn't necessarily completely define her love language is Mm -hmm. being in a queer relationship. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of, like, why I wanted to do more research on it. Yeah. And... We talked about it a while ago, and then Dina brought it to your attention. Like, so we kind of com- came together on this. Um. Anyways, we'll we'll follow. We'll we'll go back, but we should go to the next one. But like, yeah, I feel like that's where me. It's just doesn't fit in. Type of feeling came in, but the feeling of it's not. It's not a hundred percent spot not on. Just that. Right, there's more to it, or it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit um, deeper, or it's it's not so surface, right? Correct. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's kind of what those modern ones are leaning towards, yep. and that's why there's fucking eighteen of them, uh, which <laughs> which we definitely have to read up on. But but I oh do my have God. to say, I do have to say that your your wife falls into number two. I feel like quality feel like- time. No, number two is physical touch. And my okay, and, so and, I have, and you I have quality, quality time. time is number two. Okay, I, hey, we're at reading different things, but um, so let's do quality time. So we're okay. we're not going to go on. We're not going to do Dina from my perspective. What I think, yeah, you're Dina's right. Is. No, you're right. We'll get to we'll get yeah. to that. But you're a hundred percent spot on with Dina's as well. So, <laughs> um, so quality time is is the the giving another person your undivided attention, and I think the ter- the word undivided is the key there, right? Yeah, that, that, I can't do that. Um, the the <laughs> attention to someone free of distractions. Right. Yeah. Like we do this with our kids. There's actual love languages for children too. Our our, my, our friend Ange um, had bought us the book because she used it for her kids, and I, I've yet to read it. So we'll get to that. I think another episode. But I think um, the the undivided attention, free of distractions, is something we do with our three kids. You know what I mean? So yeah. they each get a certain uh, amount of time, depending on how much time we have to say, here's my undivided attention to do exactly what you want to do for this set amount of time. I love that. And then after that, I move on to the next kid and then the next kid. And then this way, everybody gets their time yeah. to, um, you know, to have the, the one-on-one, I love um, that. mom time before bed, you know, I absolutely love that. And yeah. So, and, and do you think, so you think that your the love language is applied to different relationships differently, mm-hmm. right? So, like, what you expect from somebody else, I or yeah, what I your do. Love I, language would be I do because of that romantic versus versus platonic. You know, it depends on the type of relationship. It depends on if you're the caretaker, if you are the partner, if you are 
the friend, if you are, you know what I mean? I think all of those, all of those relationships lend a, a different nuance to, you know, yeah. what these languages mean. I just right? wish, Sig- yeah, I totally wish Sigmund Freud wrote these instead. They'd be way more interesting. They'd be way more interesting. And they'd be more inclusive because Sigmund Freud did believe that everybody is born bisexual well that's the um you know that's the thing going around on tiktok now that it's 2023 and uh we're just gonna assume everybody's gay until they come out as straight i mean (laughs) you might as well i mean do you imagine do do you feel as if there are more people coming out queer or is it just that we're paying attention to it more no, I think there are more. I think um, there are more people who are, are for, you know, whatever um, circumstance or whatever environment they're in are feeling more comfortable um, coming out for sure. I do. There are some And I think, it, think it's, it's cool. not just the sexuality, but the gender identity as well. You know what I mean? You see people right. who are now saying, hey, um, I, I, I just don't fall into this kind of straight and narrow category that you know i'd love to interview a young teenage queer person um just to get their perspective on Mm -hmm. how they view things versus Mm -hmm. how we view them now being you know well i don't even think they have to be teenage well i'm talking i was i was kind of thinking about my niece but Mm -hmm. and my nephew but I right. actually have a niece and a nephew who are in queer relationships, like, right, per se, right. I won't say their names because I call everybody my niece and nephew. But, um, yeah, I I, I find it interesting to see their perspective on it. Um, and we're getting completely off topic, but, um, but no, hold okay. that note. Write it down. Okay. I feel like did you you only knew like one or two people that were queer growing up, so like oh the 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 amount of people who who you now encounter um, obviously is exponentially higher than it was when we were younger. It just like even you know, and I know we're not alone because I see it on social media. Right, Uh, social media is good for some things, believe it or not, but I see it there, namely. Um, people who are in our same age group talking about their experience in high school and why most of us are kind of later in life lesbians, right? LLLs or Mm -hmm. um, however you want to look at it. Everybody kind of came to terms with who they are later, much later in life than, than you typically see nowadays in for the most part, because it was so right all along. Right. Or his theory is completely right. Right. All along. I, yeah. I mean. And you just meet the person that fits into your life the right way. They're, they, they're the p- missing piece of the puzzle. And maybe Sigmund mm-hmm. Freud was onto something. Mm-hmm. We, need, we need to. We need to reinvent. We need to look into that more. We can do that. <laughs> but so, so quality time. That. So quality time. time. So um, if you, you know, if you're the type of person who um, appreciates quality time, which is a super popular one, 
um, you're looking, you feel disconnected with your partner if you don't have this, this undivided attention of theirs for a certain amount of time. And it doesn't have to be for a long period of time. It could be short bouts. You know what I mean? Of, of yeah, well, quality time. Good thing I'm not with somebody who needs quality time because I just can't do it. Why? Why couldn't you? <laughs> what the fuck? I just can't. I just... I mean, but I think, come on, tell me you're not alone and your phone goes off and you don't want to check it. Like, come on. That's not undivided attention. Like, mm, I can't. I think it, it totally depends. It totally depends. So here's the deal. So you, if that was something, if that was the your love language, for instance, you would say, okay, I can't. Or if that was Chrissy's love language, you'd say, I can't give you undivided attention if we're sitting home. Maybe you do an activity together instead so that that yeah, undivided right. attention okay. is not being interrupted by a phone because you're actually doing something. I follow you. You know what right? I'm saying? So there's a, there's a workaround for that, right? Right. It may not be for, it, it may not be as easy as it sounds to just put right. down your phone and say, okay, we're going to sit down and stare at each other for the better part of two hours. I get it. That's not necessarily... No, yeah. you're not going to do that. People, most people are not going to do that. But it's to say, okay, we're going to do an activity together, whether we're right. going to go bowling or something. And yeah, it's easy to ignore your phone if that's the case, you know? Yeah. So that's one. Okay. So, um, so those are some good points, uh, of course, to, you know, to, to if, if your partner's love language is quality time, set up those, you know, dates, make it a point to, Spend that quality time together um, every week. Yeah. Be, be. Um, <laughs> I can't. I just can't. It's not for everybody, Jen. It's not. It's just not for me. <laughs> and, and your wife's isn't necessarily for me either. Unless no, physical touch. So that's the next one, physical touch. And I think, and she's, she's staring at me. That's hers. But. That's it, like it, it depends on how you grow up, right? right like wait, wait, I but no, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I don't know about that. Like it's interesting to me because mm-hmm. Jen's not a physical touch person either. Only she's when I'm drinking. To, only when she's drinking. Jen's not a physical touch person. You know that. But see, here's the thing, though. She with thinks you, she would be physical with her. I would. Yes. <laughs> don't spit your water out yes she i goes, would yes <laughs> so but that's because she, so i wouldn't put up a resistance on that because that's what she right. needs um and of course it would be pleasurable um but there are certain people <laughs> there are certain people that um i'm highly aware of when they touch okay. me and then there's other people I have absolutely no idea they're even touching me and you were one of them like I don't pay attention at all like if right. you or yep. Ange or Grace people I trust completely including my it wife, doesn't even yeah I don't know pay, but like they're but if somebody else is like touching me that I don't really mm-hmm. know and I'm looking at them whether talk I'm like all I can think about is why is your hand on me like right right I don't hear anything else I just think oh my god well hand off. With physical touch too, you have to, 
you have to keep in mind this is referring to appropriate and consensual physical touch. Right, but so people think, think that's appropriate. Like if that's somebody's love language, and but it also doesn't you, feel consensual. Like when people you're fucking just meeting and just talking to, you know what I mean? Like are right. kind of putting a hand somewhere on your back or rubbing your shoulder. How many times does that happen as women, yeah. where some fucking but rando the, guy decides rubbing your shoulders is going to be the way we're going to have a conversation? And you're like, what are you? What is that? What is that? And I'm, it all happens I can think all the time. What is, is why that? are they touching me? disgusting and then you're instantly like this is not no so that but, is not what we're talking about when we talk about physical no, touch I know, as a love but language the thing is is so maybe physical maybe dean is onto something maybe physical touch could be one of mine but because i'm only comfortable with people i trust 100 percent or more i don't yes i don't recognize like you so could, this would you only could, be the way you want those people to right, show like You could love. take my hand and hold it and I would be like, I wouldn't even probably even pay attention as long as I had yeah. one open for my phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't even care. But yeah. like, I don't know. That's a tough one. But it is it is and tough think, because maybe different. that's maybe that's not your thing. But maybe, you know, cuddling on the couch while you watch a show or something like that would be more of an eh. attractive thing to you. Depends no. if it's Dina. Maybe. Okay. Come on, if it's Dina. Dina. <laughs> I love blankets and soft things. So come snuggle. Come snuggle. Nobody snuggles with me. Ryan never. So Ryan's basically, st- even your kids, like your kids, were more snuggly than anybody in this in this house. Yeah, my kids with. are very snuggly. Yeah, I love them. Anyways. Yeah, they take after Dina. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is fine. Which is fine. I'll take it from kids. It's adorable. It really is. They're very sweet. Um, So so anyway, the the, the pointer there is to, you know, to be generous with affection and and PDAs and all that shit, whatever. Um, And then we get to acts of service, which is clearly the best one. Uh, This is, and this is, I think, the most interesting and and inherently I've paid most attention to... um, different content I've seen about this one because it is my favorite and because it is something that speaks to me. So anyway, basically it's the doing of, you know, of things for other people that are selfless and thoughtful thoughtful. gestures meant to be meant to meaningfully, meaningfully make someone's day better or someone's day better or life easier, making them coffee in the morning, bringing them food when they're sick or being willing to make a personal sacrifice to feel content yeah and i don't need other people to make a sacrifice but just to yeah i mean yeah i guess because you're going out of your way to do something i was going to sacrifice myself for you when you were sick and alone oh my god you're crazy i was i was going to i was going to i thought maybe i could lose a couple pounds it wouldn't be a bad thing (laughs) i'm just saying you were about the one of the only people i would actually sacrifice myself for no that was terrible i wouldn't let you in Anyways, I know I would have kept you kicked out of the house. But But anyways, I think this is this is the one I thought you know was was really interesting, and I think again it's selfless acts. So it's it's things, and it doesn't have to be grand gestures. Small things that you can do for someone, whether it's you know brushing the the snow off their car, huh? (laughs) Emptying the sink. (laughs) Yeah, doing the dishes. freaking stupid and and you know what i mean doing the laundry there's shit that sits in the in the you know cleaning the bathroom literally any little thing like that um 
makes a huge difference. So if if that type of thing sounds like it resonates with you, that's <laughs> acts of service is probably your love language. How do we express it? To friends, you could offer to babysit, you know, while they go and have some some time by themselves. So babysitting right. for somebody is, you know, an act of service. Um, that, bringing in their trash can, you, you know what I mean? Like, come and babysit for you? Is that, is that? You've done that before. You've oh my done God, that before, was fantastic. So. Uh, a, a, a number of times. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll do it more. So I love um, those kids. Doing little things like that, I think, you know, uh, even picking picking something up for somebody like their favorite beer or wine or a, a, a coffee, you know, what I mean, like we'll bring the kids and I on Fridays, we'll we we bring Dina, you know, a, a drink at work oh, and cute. we go to Starbucks and we get our little treats for them. And then we bring her a drink at work most Fridays um, when everybody's feeling well, at least. So that type of thing is an acts of service thing. That's how, you know. Um, so, so I wonder if I developed my love language <laughs> off of doing acts of service mm-hmm. for, and I'm not saying for you. Um, it mm-hmm. just made me think my, you know, my mother, no, you may. my, my family, yes. like anybody who. Jen, that's a great point, And it leads me to my next thing. What's so that? I follow on Instagram um, this account called the Holistic Psycho- Psychologist. I really, really, really like them. I, okay, I, good. Yeah. Okay. So, and you I know, know she's in a poly you... relationship, right? No, I didn't know that, but of yes. course she. Why wouldn't she be? <laughs> of course you. Oh my like god. Them. <laughs> yes, they're in a poly they're relationship. Like, oh Literally, the <laughs> best thing about that was like that's when I started following them. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> This is, I like, Jesus. she hits no, the nail on the head all the time with stuff. But anyways, finish. So, so she talked about um, something and she, she had said uh, on one post kind of recently, she said, when you're triggered, right, by something, our internal world is reacting not just to an event, but to the meaning we project onto the event. So for example... Um, you get home from work, something is not done that clearly needs to be done, right? The mm-hmm. dishes are loading yeah. in the sink. The dishes are loaded in the sink. And it's not that your partner is running around doing something else. It's your partner sitting doing nothing, scrolling TikTok, watching Netflix, whatever the Stop fuck it is. Stop talking about Dina right in front of her. Oh my no, God. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, so, I'm just it's, okay. it's me. It's so, probably me. That is probably Chrissy told you <laughs> that about me. And that's why I'm no. talking about it. Okay. Or, or you're meeting your partner out to dinner somewhere and you're, and they're late and there's been no communication that they're going to be late. And you're like, what the fuck? Right. Those types of of things that happen, it, it's, it's you, it's again, the way you're interpreting that event and, and assigning a meaning to it. So automatically your brain is, is formulating a reaction, you know what I mean? And creating yeah. a story, right? Surrounding why this is happening. Why is this happening? And the only things that it's going to come up with are negative things, right? Oh yeah, it's I'm ready to pack my bags all the time. I'm like, oh my it's God. It's happening. The person doesn't, they're not considering me. They're not considering what, you know, what my life is like, right? They're not, um, they don't care about me. I'm invisible. Whatever my needs are don't matter, right? Right. 
all of these things, right, are the, the stories that our brains create, according to this holistic psychologist, which is which I agree with. Um, and all of those things are, are damaging, right? So why she she proposed the question, why does the brain, why does the brain create so many negative stories about my life experience, right? That's what we're asking ourselves. Why is my brain creating so many negative stories? And the answer is that the brain sees uncertainty as a danger or a threat. Okay. So any variation in what you, in, in your expectations. So something is not as it yet as you expect it to be. Somebody's late for something that you're waiting on them for with no communication, right? There's a danger or a threat. Um, anything like that, any variation is a danger perceived by your brain as a danger or threat. So a negative story feels more safe to the brain. Like you're, I always feel like I'm preparing myself for the worst so that like yes. I say, yes. if I say the most obscure thing, like the other day I said something like ridiculous to Grace and she was like, "Really? You're just either have a crazy imagination, <laughs> or there's like something you. seriously wrong with you." And <laughs> but it's true. But it's true, right? So that's what that's what the brain is doing. So a negative story feels more safe to the brain, and the brain is not concerned about making us happy. What is it concerned about? What is our body as a whole concerned about? Not making us happy, but keeping us safe, keeping us alive, oh, surviving, nice. right? Yeah, I mean, I so it's pretty much run off of endorphins. Mechanism. So, well, like in, in adrenaline, I like, I I like that I'm addicted to that adrenal like adrenaline rush from that right. like low of like thinking the worst thing possible. Yeah, that's prepare, called, and then I yeah, get it's called depression. <laughs> I know what that rush feels like. I, I don't do feel it anymore have, being really, on meds, but well, I oh, even when I'm even though I'm on meds, I still feel it. Maybe I no, I'd, I'd be comatose if if I was on anything more. I I feel like that, Jen. But it's like a it's a weird um it's a weird balance. So if I, I think start I, I think it's to, more anxiety with me than it is. It's depression. both, right? Yeah, the, the, right. the two go hand in hand. I think. And, um, there's, if there's a couple days that go by, if I forget to take my meds, right. Oh, then God, I start I to, know. Fa- yeah, you start to fall. Your into eyes that. are weird. You start to fall into Well, your visions. Yeah. A little bit fucked up, but, um, you start to fall into that depression and every now and then, and it hits in little spurts, right? It hits in moments, moments of comfort of, right how you felt for, I don't even know how many years, right? Before I was able to identify it, medicate it appropriately Mm -hmm. and kind of get rid of it, right? Um, Treat it to the point where I don't feel that anymore, which is what we all kind of hope to get to. But if I stop, if I miss dosages of my meds, that's exactly what happens. I fall into that. And then it's like a dopamine rush when you become really depressed about something and then you and then something brings you back out of it and it's like oh my god that's fantastic but it's not healthy i'm doing it like that is literally my life yeah up down up down but it is what it is Uh, i mean what can i do medicine cortisol all the all the other oh honey yeah cortisol that, that is literally the reason why i'm fat 
cortisol. Like I, <laughs> I swear to God, That's it a has stress to hormone. be. Yeah, it's a stress hormone, and it's not none of it's good. How do you get rid of it? Like, come on. I don't know. We'll have I've tried to do everything. Some more I've called CoQ10. I've tried it all. Like I've tried CMOS. I've tried it all. Well, I think I think the depression and anxiety isn't helping. No, it's literally you know, up if and you're down able all day to. Long. Chrissy yeah. opens up the cabinet door and immediately I'm like in full panic mode. Like, <gasps> like I mean, I don't even know why. Like, I don't even about what. I don't know because you just do that. Why the get, cabinet door? What are you? What are, what are you know. freaking out about? Because it's a mess in there. Or something. <laughs> I don't the- know. Then fucking fix it's just it. the way I was raised, man. I swear to God, like everything <laughs> I did in my life when I was a child is like literally yes. coming back to haunt me. Like, well, my- yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happens, and that's why these love languages become our love languages, right? Yes, my love language is not physical touch because I had a ton of affection growing up, and I was like, oh my god, too much, relax. You know what I mean? And, and mine is not physical touch because I never had it. And I am. Well, just same with yeah. Dina. But I think that's why she like that's why that's hers. You know, yeah. I think she went the opposite way on that. But yes, a lot of people, you know, if they if that's not um, if they weren't inundated with it when they were with affection, physical affection, when they were growing mm-hmm. up, they could go either way. You oh, could boy. become that person who's like, I'm not touching anybody. Don't touch me. Or you could be like, oh, my God, now that's all I crave from everybody else, you know? Yeah. No, no. Like I said, I don't know when I, the people I love and care about when they touch me. I don't know anything about it. But if somebody mm-hmm. brushes me the wrong way, like, mm. or just even, like, touches me, I don't even, like, I, they're just an acquaintance or Disgusting. I've met them a few times. Yes. Or actually, some people I've known for forever. They, yeah. I'm just like, oh, why is that person it's, touching me? It's weird. It can be weird. Um, it doesn't typically bother me now, but there was a time in my life when it really bothered me. And I was like, oh, my God, everybody just get off of me. So what do you it's think? Weird. You, you feel like you show your love for Dina, say, with mm-hmm. physical touch, because that's her love language, right? Well, apparently I have to do a better job at it. But yeah, you you've, <laughs> you've had to since day one. And that's I think, why yeah, I've so. always offered mm-hmm. to be part of a throuple. I mean, I <laughs> offers on the table. I mean, the offers you there. actually we can be like a quad family. And no, that shit is crazy. That'd be awesome. No, that I would, would have suck. four kids. I oh, would have my God. Four kids and three wives. And that would be awesome. I might be the only one who would enjoy could it. Could you imagine our kids would have four moms? Jesus Christ. Talk about trauma. That would not be traumatic. That would be amazing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just fucking Could you so imagine I'm... how awesome that would be is if we were a quad family? Come on. No, you would have I mean, a babysitter built in. Yeah, that's convenience alone would be worth it. Would make it worth And financially, it would probably be a lot. And financially, let's face it, for women, we, we've mentioned it before. That we, I mean, that fucking wage gap is killing listen, these lesbians. I'm man. about to, uh, <laughs> I'm really about to consider this. Uh, I'll knock, we'll, we'll knock this house down. We'll build a new one. Yeah, we could. We could. We could all work from home. We could, we could do add ons to that house. Don't knock it down. It's brand new. Yeah, we'll just whatever. put a couple. Yeah, I'm we'll just, just, I'm just throwing on. it out there. I think 
with the four of us, between the four of us, we can probably fulfill everybody's love languages and we're all set. This is true. That's something to think about. And Chrissy and I would laugh all the time, so we would have Yeah, to you could probably help her with her blog content. Me and Dina could shop for the kids and do adventures. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm really envisioning Shopping. this. This, I think this is an option. We'll have to work out the details, Jen. We'll have to try and yeah, hash right. out the well, details. I'm, oh, I'm here. I can get Dina a job. It's something to think about. Yeah, it's something to think about. <laughs> Dina can work at the radio station. She's hired already. Oh, my God, please. Right? Anyway, So the last one is gifts. And that's your jam. The yep. giving of gifts, not necessarily the receiving. But again, I don't like to receive gifts. Ways. I legit no, hate to receive don't. gifts. Mm -hmm. hate it so this is not and it's not about just getting stuff but it's about um so it's about the thought that somebody puts into something that they get for you and it doesn't have to be something they bought for you it could be something they made it could be something they found it doesn't matter right it's something they're gifting to you from them um that is a that they've put thought into and that there is meaning behind and and that's right. i think the and most the, important thing you the know opposite i'm basically the opposite of what mm-hmm. the definition is for mm-hmm. me and i think a lot of it has to do with how i grieved after my father passed away mm-hmm. you know you went to the store brought something home exciting everybody didn't talk about my dad for a little while and then there was no crying and that's why we had seven dogs um <laughs> but <laughs> and that's why we ended up with a farm um or you know I, I, and literally that's that's how i feel like i show my love right how i receive love is different mm-hmm. for every single person that i know mm-hmm. that i love it's different with my child it's different than with my wife it's different with you it's different Mm. with actually it's probably not very different with my friends except for maybe one or two of you um but like my family you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. for receiving gifts from my family actually is part of my love language like i can accept that for some reason right which is so strange but anybody else like, I don't know. I hate it. It's very mm. strange. Anyways, that's why it I think is. it's very complicated. And I feel like there is more to be said about this. And I feel like there's people who do not identify with any of these love languages because they are not very, they're it's very. En- yeah, it's entirely true. Um, and what are we talking Again, about? that they've what evolved in it and it requires you know it just it requires revisiting them so i came across this article and we were looking it up about modern love languages Mm -hmm. right this the one with the 18 this is the 18 yes Mm -hmm. and it's definitely worth looking into and talking about another podcast on Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i think so because it's because we really have to look through and see of you know the eighteen, like what? I mean, it's well, overwhelming. All, what are they? Yeah, they're and... completely overwhelming. Yes. They are. I've looked at them. 
the 18 modern love languages, um, they're different. Mm-hmm. And I feel as if I am more in, like, feel included in that aspect of love language than if I were to identify with just one of the five because I'm not that the definition of any of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or there's a mix or you have a hierarchy. You have, you have a rating of, you know, one to five. These are, these are the ones that, um, you know, that I most relate to versus least. You know, so you mentioned the kids. Did you open up the book at all? I didn't. No, I'm a terrible parent. Well, I just kidding. Read it. I've somehow managed to. Yeah, I know. I've, we've managed to obviously, you know, kind of figure out what our kids' um, languages are. But so um, I just I looked them up, read it. and it says the five love languages of children: cuddle me, chase me. Presence, please. Talk to me. You do it for me and come here. Hmm. We'll have to look into that a little bit more. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know. My son does yeah, not that... want me to talk to him ever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so you can skip right the fuck over that one. <laughs> um, he loved me to do everything for him. He would push me away. Cuddle me now, maybe tickle, even though he's still, like, it's kind of weird. He's 11. Yeah. Um, <laughs> presents, he doesn't, I don't know. I don't know if he fits into these either, but, I mean, it's definitely something to look into. I know, I can tell, you know, your your children, you mm-hmm. know, Isa, talk to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Same with Soph. She really enjoys conversation. She'll always say, that was so fun talking to you. She's so I know. And she's so intelligent. She is. Smart fucking kids. You know, I feel like our kids are smarter now than when we were younger. Eh, Probably. I mean. all the hormones and the food we eat. (laughs) You think? I don't know. I don't know. I mean. But um, I did find, to end the, the thought on the original love languages, I did find some of our some of our favorite celebrities and what their love languages are. Oh, I can't wait. to hear this. Uh, I did not find any for Rosie or JLo. I, I don't know what's going on. Come on. Those are I, my two girls. I know. I don't understand. <laughs> but I couldn't find anywhere on the, uh, on the internet um, anything about what, you know, them ever having mentioned what their love language is. Now so call J-Lo. you're gonna have to. Figure I'm gonna have to call J Lo. And... I even thought about reaching out to Rosie. I thought J Lo won't respond, but Rosie might. That let me reach out to Rosie and just say, if "Hey, she Rosie, we need this for you, our podcast." If she responds <laughs> to you and not me, I'll pass out. <laughs> I'll reach out to her from the podcast account and see if she responds. We need. We now, need to know. No, just to clarify, I think people think when I talk about Rosie that I'm like romantically in love with her no i think not that i think you've made it clear that you appreciate her and what she's done yeah 
you I know, think, in the I way think, of advancing our, our kind, if you will. She, she's just different. I know. I but I did try friend. to find those she, two for you. I did she not. Likes, she likes what I like. However, I did find three good ones that I thought. Who, who did you find? Tell me. Uh, Miley Cyrus. Ooh, you like her. What's Any her? guess? Uh, wait, Any let me guess on physical what touch. Is. No. Hmm, I have no idea. Acts of service. Oh, she's a you. Okay. 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 Uh, Fletcher, you know we had to find Fletcher. Fletcher is probably gifts. No. No. You're not going to believe this. I have no idea. Acts of service. <laughs> Come on, seriously? Acts of service followed by physical touch. She actually gave a hierarchy. She actually gave a list. Um, followed by words of affirmation, followed by gift giving. So I guess that leaves quality time last, but I, I doubt that that's, you know, least important to her. But either way, um, that was the hierarchy for her. And then Selena Gomez. Oh, I really like her. She's I so love sweet. Selena Gomez. Hers were uh, words of affirmation. That's what she likes to get. But she likes to give acts of service. I like it. Right? I like her. So yep. I would assume if that's what Selena Gomez likes, then that's what Haley Bieber likes. Is she bisexual? So. <laughs> oh, Haley Bieber's another story. <laughs> that woman. Is she I don't bisexual? even want to say her name. I think no. Selena Gomez. Is Selena Gomez? I don't think she is. Hmm. No, that's uh, Demi Lovato. Yeah, They're about the same yeah. age, right? Yes, but I don't know. I don't think Selena is. But either way, I know um, friends of ours are big fans, and and she was one that I came across, and I said, "Well, that's an awesome one." So, and who doesn't love? <sighs> so that's what I had. Oh, by the way, um, the uh, the last thing I had, last last thing I had, um, a study they did in 2022. They only surveyed a thousand Americans about mm. this, so yeah, they tried okay. to figure out. First of all, who knows what love, the love languages are, right? Right. Um, and then um, what the most popular one that they found by 38%. What do you think 38% of the thousand said was their number one? Mm, out of a thousand people, if they, depends on where they did it, what state they did it in. New they York, didn't really specify. Probably acts of service. No, quality time. Why am Quality I wrong on all of this? Like I don't know, but it's okay because I, it's a it's a crapshoot, right? Who the hell knows? Because a study from twenty eighteen was totally want... different. Okay, and what was that? Um, that I think oh, I can't remember what it was, but it was different. it was acts it's... of service. Let's be real; it was acts okay. of service. Everything is. Um, so physical touch came changed... in number two. You think in twenty twenty two, spending all this time with people after the pandemic, people would be like. Physical I don't want to spend time with anybody anymore, or physical, touch. or they were left so starved for it. You know, they were left. They after the pandemic, everybody was so starving for time and attention, and and you know, and touch. I guess, but it's all we had was time and attention to give. But that's that's where we're at. So physical touch by twenty four percent. However, it was interesting that men forty five plus. What's this? Men 45. There's no way I have, I have no older. idea. What is it? Gifts of beer? 
physical touch. What? It was how they want to be shown love. Of course, come dude. On. Come on. <laughs> come on. You're talking I about. Mean, really? Really? I mean, they just go to the salon for, a, you know, a happy ending. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of happy endings, we should probably wrap Poor up. straight men. They're so simple. Uh, but yes, yes, we should. And and next time, you know, we'll get we'll get to the news. <laughs> we'll get to the news. Well, I think we should talk about the love languages of kids. I know that there's a lot of yeah. parents who listen. Um, yeah, and maybe the and maybe the new modern eighteen. Yeah, I'm gonna Touch have to look those. that up. I'm gonna really go through that. There's no there's no quiz or anything for it, but it's definitely interesting. <sighs> we gotta find. We're always good for an online quiz. We gotta find something like that. Oh, I love online quizzes. Oh, okay. I love it. Cool. All right. See ya. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.